get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Salute Tone, Estes me, Tyson Saner. Welcome to Succotash, episode 329. I will be your host for the duration of the program. It's the beginning of November 2022, and that means that if this show drops on Tuesday like normal, it's voting day. You can be forgiven for listening to this on Wednesday, or later. Or you could probably listen to this in line to vote, if you haven't already mailed in your ballot, or simply deposited it in a drop box, if you've got one handy. Fingers crossed for a blue wave, huh? Maybe it's not your thing. Thank you for listening anyway. This show is about featuring soundcast clips and doing interviews with folks related to soundcasts, usually of a comedic nature. For instance, last week in episode 328, show creator and executive producer Mark Hershon brought you a well-packed candy bag of clips from the soundcasts Endless Honeymoon, Hamish and Andy, Dork Nation, and Callan's Kicks, plus a clip from frequent guest of Succotash Dana Carvey's new scripted comedy soundcast, The Weird Place, and a poignant parody song from Joe Paulino called Young Man, which is a take on Neil Young's Old Man and is credited to Neil Old. So, there's a lot going on in that episode, and I urge you to check it out at your earliest convenience. You can still find it wherever you find soundcasts to listen to, as well as in the show archive over at www.succotashshow.com. This week, in this show, I've got clips for you from the soundcast known as My Pleasure... Gender Reveal, and The Pen Pals Podcast. I've also got a Henderson's Pants ad for you that probably would have been more thematically appropriate a couple weeks ago, but oh well. They are a fake sponsor after all, so it's not like they're a secret government organization paying close attention to what we do or something daft like that. Anyway, thank you for listening. May I now present to you The Clips. First up, My Pleasure from Esther Povitsky. Its show description says, Welcome to My Pleasure. Listen every Thursday for the latest hot girl homework, taste of the week, and top five-ish from Esther Povitsky. All right. The clip is from an episode from October 20th, 2022, called Esther Anonymous. Its episode description says, 12-step program talk, top five favorite movies to rewatch, a new take on Kanye. This clip features a bit of a lesson in perspective. You know, sometimes, like, it's kind of a dorky example, but... I think everyone at one time or another has let their mind wander to, was I born at the wrong time? You know, did I get so fucked that I had to spend two of the what should be the best years of my life in a global pandemic? Did I, should I have been born in the 50s where I could have been a, a beautiful 1950s girl drinking milkshakes at the car hop? Should I have been born uh, in 2000 and then have iPhones sooner than I did. You know, there's so many places that my mind can wander to to wonder, what if this, what if I don't do that ever anymore, unless it's like a creative exercise, but I don't care 
what could have been. I don't waste my time, unless it's for fun, going down those roads. I accept everything that I can't change as it is, and then I focus on the things that I can change, like how I deal with myself, with my life, the things that I have control over. And it's such a simple concept, but it took me a long time and Lexapro and quite frankly, maybe even weed to fully connect with this concept and to fully live it. And it had, it really just adds so much life to the areas of your life that you can change. And so I just challenge you to think about a couple things that you might be stewing over that you can't change versus the ones that you can and think about, think about it. That's all. This is, this podcast is so weird. It's just me sharing these like nerdy things that I connect with and hopefully you do too. And, you know, I was listening to Rick Rubin on the Joe Rogan podcast and it was an incredible interview. And he was talking about how like he makes the things that he wants to listen to or to, to have be entertained by. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's all I know how to do because I'm literally not creative enough to like invent a thing that I think people would like. I can't, I don't have that. And then he even said in that interview, like no one's smart enough to do that. And so when you try to do that, you just make shit that's like, and we're all everyone who makes things like you kind of have to do trial and error you know like am i doing this because i think people will like it or because i actually like it like it's a hard skill like you have to fine-tune it whatever but anyways the next 12-step program principle that has lately been really applying to me is taking life one day at a time this one is is really important to me in almost a way that doesn't apply to addiction. Because I think when it comes to addiction, you just have to get through that one day without touching your your issue, you know? You just have to worry about not overeating, not taking a drink, not gambling, whatever. Just that one day. And my dad always says, like, Oh, what does he say? Like, if you're an addict, you say you'll quit tomorrow. But when you're in recovery, you say you quit today. Something like that. It's, I feel like he says it better. But one day at a time has been applying to me in sort of a different way, which is I can get really wound up about my life, right? Like, I'm like, okay, so, oh, my God, this week is so busy. And, like, I have to do this on Tuesday and then this on Friday. And, like, this needs to be turned in by Saturday. And, oh, my God, I need to do this, like – Oh, and I'm going to want to eat this meal five days in a row. Like, I just get so hyper fixated on planning the next, like, five days, the next ten days. And that is nonsense. That is fake. That is future tripping. That is wasteful. Because the only thing that really matters is the day you're in. The day, And, of course, you have to plan a little bit, you know. I need groceries, but... And I need to know when things are due and when I have to be at work at what time and plan my schedule. But that's all. I, I, you, I will have a tendency to take that too far. And I, I do so much better when I'm just saying, Hey girl, 
Just focus on the day ahead of you. This, I don't need to know what I'm eating on Thursday for lunch. I just need to know, am I hungry right now or am I not? And, and I also don't need to worry about what time work starts tomorrow. That's not something I need to think about all night. I just need to tonight think about what do I do? How do I want to spend my night? Like that, again, I'm like embarrassed at how simple these concepts seem, but yet I'm so moved and changed and improved by them that I can't help but share them and risk the embarrassment because they're so powerful to me that I just need to get them off my chest and share them with my loved ones, which are you guys, because we're all in a cult. It's like better than a cult though. Okay. So you can find the show on Instagram at my pleasure podcast. That's all one word, all lowercase M Y P L E A S U R E P O D C A S T. You can reach the host on Twitter at all lowercase little Esther, that is L-I-T-T-L-E-E-S-T-H-E-R, and currently her name reads as Esther King on Twitter. And you can find some merch at her website, Sleepover by Esther, which is spelled all lowercase S-L-E-E-P-O-V-E-R-B-Y-E-S-T-H-E-R dot com. Next up, Gender Reveal from Tuck Woodstock. Its show description says, Welcome to Gender Reveal, a podcast about non-binary and transgender folks. Join us as we interview notable trans guests, analyze current events, answer advice questions, and get a little bit closer to understanding what the heck gender is. The clip I've chosen is from the fourth episode, from way back on January 16th of 2018, which features guest Eden Rohatensky. The episode description says, In this week's episode, we speak with Eden Rohatensky. And then in parentheses... They slash them. A programmer, writer, and musician. The musician credits are listed as Also, 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 Eden the Cat, Orphan Mothers, and Rotten Spooky. And then in a separate set of parentheses, there's a content warning, which says mentions of harassment, assault, and suicidality. Topics include adding a non-binary voice to the hashtag MeToo movement, the difficulties of coming out as non-binary in other languages, how coming out helped Eden recognize their privilege navigating the tech industry as a non-straight white dude. Is gender a spooky ghost? Read more about our This Week in Gender topic here. Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you coming over here and talking with me. I'm really excited to meet you. Thanks for having me. The way that we start the show every time is uh, asking in terms of gender how you identify. I identify as non-binary. Um, I use they, them pronouns. Um, I kind of I'm pretty fluid so I'm like not really femme or mask I just kind of go back and forth (laughs) yeah which I think is cool because I think that there are sort of outdated tropes of you either need to be like femme all the time or mask all the time or endogenous all the time and like really have like a clear label and it's nice to be able to move through those spaces even though I think it causes confusion in folks sometimes yeah and like for me it's like when I came out, people were asking, like, why didn't you cut off your hair? Why do you still wear dresses? And it's like, well, what is androgyny? Like, if I'm identifying as neither mask or femme, then basically people is- expect me to dress more mask. And it's like, well, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that, about those questions, because you do mention that, like, you like to wear makeup, for example, and your hair is longer, and... um. So what kind of responses do you have to those folks who are confused? Well, the thing is, is like, I'm 
a performance artist. I am a musician. And so part of that is is makeup for the particular uh, act that I'm doing. Um, also, also, also is very much like a caricature of a lot of the things that are projected on me as a femme-bodied person that has sex with cis dudes sometimes. Um, <laughs> so it requires that and it also is just like how I'm comfortable and like some days I don't wear makeup I'm not wearing makeup today I'm wearing a suit it's it's about my comfort it's not really about anybody else's comfort (laughs) and that's basically the best response I can give is like there's nothing wrong with femininity there's nothing wrong with masculinity as a concept there's obviously like (laughs) in both of those things there's like problematic things that have grown out of that but like I don't want to reject femininity completely. Totally. I do want to reject gender <laughs> in regards to myself yeah. to some extent. And there's a huge difference between performing femininity like on your own terms and your own way and performing femininity like specifically like because of societal pressures or like the male gaze or something like that. Yeah, so. exactly. And like I'm very well aware that I take advantage of the male gaze to make money. (laughs) And that's part of it is like, I know that as part of my performance, you know, dressing the way that I dress and performing in the way that I perform is like, it's gender capitalism. It's which it, and it kind of sucks that I have to do that, but it's also fun to explore and like understanding myself in the context of, how others perceive me and then choosing what I reject and choosing what I, you know, take advantage of, whether it's kind of shady to some people or not, um, is my choice. Totally. Can you talk more about gender capitalism? Because I'm not sure that folks will have heard that term before. So gender capitalism is basically taking advantage of the societal norms and the expectations so that you can make a living. So for me, I might and like not saying that I don't enjoy this in other aspects is like I realize that the fact that I pose in lingerie sometimes is probably going to make me money off of men that are attracted to that and and women too but and everyone else and so choosing to present in a certain way that's going to bring me income is what gender capitalism is but it's also like for some people that um, are capable of dressing androgynously in a way that they can kind of go back and forth and perform masculinity and perform femininity and taking advantage of either end of that spectrum in a way that's going to help them bring in income of some sort or bring in opportunities. That's what gender capitalism kind of is to me. Great. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, while I have you defining terms, you've said fembodied a few times and I've actually never heard that. So what do you mean by that? It's a shaky term. I try not to use it. I slip up sometimes <laughs> because what a fembody is, is different to everyone. And like, it's exclusionary towards trans women um, because of what different people's expectations are. So that was my slip. Um, but yeah. All right. Cool. I've seen you on the internet go by Eden and Ron sort of interchangeably. So is there one you prefer? Are those like alternate personas or are they just the same name or different names for the same person? Different name for the same person. Basically, I was on OkCupid while inebriated a year ago and some person messaged me and all they said was, hi, I'm Ron. 
And because I was inebriated, I just responded with, hi, I'm Ron. And then I found that very entertaining. And so I just, one of my friends was bugging me and was like, Eden, what are you doing? Um, Because I was being silly. And I was like, I'm Ron. And then ever since then, it's been my nickname. So I kind of just use them interchangeably. It like it worked out that it was like two months after I came out. So everybody kind of thought that it was part of my transition. And it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, I go by both. Um, I will respond to both. But I'm not changing my name because I really like Eden gotcha. <laughs> too. <laughs> gotcha. So it says here you can find Eden Rohotensky on Twitter, Medium, and Patreon at Eden the Cat. That is all lowercase E-D-E-N-T-H-E-C-A-T. You can find the host at Tuck Woodstock, which is all lowercase T-U-C-K-W-O-O-D-S-T-O-C-K. The show can be found at all lowercase gender reveal, G-E-N-D-R-R-E-V-E-A-L. And you can find the show's website at www.genderpodcast.com. That is www.genderpodcast.com. Ghosts and goblins, Frodo and Spider-Man, and lots and lots of slutty nurses all wandering the streets can only mean one thing. No, not Fleet Week. It's Halloween. This special time every year, Henderson's restocks the shelves and interwebs with our Deathly Halloween. More than just a pair of pants and yet not quite a full-blown costume, Henderson's Deathly Hallowear is meant to be worn under your disguise to make sure your Halloween stays safe, sane, and filled with treats. The wizards at Henderson's Tailoring Factory start with a thin yet comfy layer of 100% cotton lining. Stitched to that is a second layer, this one made from 70 mil thick military-grade Kevlar. Finally, your Deathly Hallowair is coated with waterproof matte black acrylic, strong enough to keep you safe in the darkest night, whether it's hailing hail or bullets. Henderson's Deathly Hallowair is also light enough to assure that you can keep tricking and treating until the cows come home. Moms and dads, Henderson's wants to remind you that not even our Deathly Hallowair can guarantee complete protection from the low lives and scumbags that are waiting to prey on your precious children. It can't detect razor blades and apples or roofies and rollos. So when you steal your kids' candy while they sleep, be extra careful and take a good look at what you're biting into before it bites into you. Henderson's Deathly Hallowair was originally designed for Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers. Not the unstoppable killing machine from the Halloween movie franchise, but that unstoppable mugging machine from Wayne's World. That's Henderson's. Fine trousers and costumery since 1549. And now back to Suckatash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Finally, the Pen Pals podcast from Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scovel. Its show description says, Every week your pen pals Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scovel respond to the letters you send them on topics ranging from free will to freeway etiquette, from mental health to manatees. Seek advice. Tell a story. Vent. Send a letter. It's your podcast. We just talk about it. Oh. So the clip is from an episode from October 26th, 2022, featuring guest Chad Daniels. The episode is called Regarding Turning 40 and Chips, Dear Pennies and Pallers. The episode description says, This week we are joined by our friend Chad Daniels. Letter 1 comes from a pal who is feeling conflicted about turning 40. In our second letter, Susie asks about our favorite chips. We also talk lorettes, physical comedy, segue tours, and more. We wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scoville. Oh, that's nice. Let's go to the letters! 
nothing happens there. Uh, there's no. Well, actually, there is. How, a do, you do, how do you want to do this? Bling, bling, bling. Are we jump? How do we jump in? Wait, what are we doing? Aren't we supposed to teleport or something? Oh. Okay, ready. We teleport? Yeah. What we? Is that true? Hold on. I don't do know. That again. Do you? that again. Okay, I'm coming with you. Okay, ready. Ready. That's I don't know the show one. anymore. That's I don't know the show one. anymore. There are th- aspects of this show that if you've never watched it on YouTube, I I wonder what you think is happening. Also, never and and right. If us. you only listen, right? Yes, us. If you yes. only listen, that's a there, Patreon. We did a bit a couple episodes ago where we were talking to specific cameras, and I'm like, someone's never going to watch this <laughs> and go, yeah, what the hell you two. But that's I think that's just good marketing. We're steering people towards the YouTube. We should the YouTube it's channel. Like, like physical comics that only record albums. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, I don't know yes. what's going on. on like some... listening to a Robin Williams album, you're like, <laughs> yes, but I'm missing a lot i'm missing a lot of do you the show. think carrot top has put out albums <laughs> he couldn't it's impossible yeah, that, would would be, be, that would be what impossible. would it be i so mean honestly funny that would be andy kaufman-esque funny yeah. but it would be like what i don't know what do he's you, talking do about. you think gallagher put out albums and he's just oh <laughs> like, i think gallagher did put out albums because gallagher did do like a set yes he did and then it was sledgematic i bet he put out albums. also he had to. That was the. That was. The I mean, album. Album. So much money. Albums were all you like. Yeah. Specials were not. There was what no they radio. There was I, no radio. I, I opened for Gallagher when he was touring. It was called the Gallagher Monologues. Yeah. And he heckled me. He came on stage and heckled me Shut. during your during oh, your yeah. act. Yeah. Chad. I've heard stories about him going up with people opening, and he does that. Supposedly, because he genuinely believes there is a finite amount of laughs that can happen at a show. He uh, he I, I doesn't, be- and he th- th- thinks that you're, and it's probably because you were doing well. He's a man. Yeah, he he was heckling me because I was talking about something close to Louisville, and he goes, "You can't make fun of horses in Kentucky." And then he just kept heckling yeah. me. Yeah, and he's a guy that I think likes to blow out other people's candles yeah, to yeah, make yeah, his, oh, yes, oh, shine hundred percent. Yes, yes. Was, uh, I I guarantee tough. you it's because you were doing well. How many shows did you do with him? Uh, just that one. Yeah, no Gallagher, on I stage. do make fun of horses in Kentucky, and it's because I don't want to end up where you're at. <laughs> so I did I, say, this is why my career is this way. I did say, good luck without your melons, you dick. And I handed him the microphone. <laughs> and then I heard a bunch of glasses break, and a server <laughs> dropped their tray because they were like, what is happening right now? It was so much fun. Good luck without your melons, you dick. Is good. There's no other comic that would make any sense to. <laughs> <laughs> Only him. Where everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's the melon good. smasher guy. Yeah. Um, who is this me? Yeah. Ready. Dear friends, that's I am. Amicable that's enough. nice. Yeah. And we have a guest. I know. It includes you. Dear friends, I am turning 40 next year. I am horrified at this idea, even though I hate that I care about aging at all. I'm a woman, but it does seem like growing older affects men as much as women. Why is changing a number such a big deal? Did you do anything fun for your 40th? (laughs) (laughs) And do you have any ideas of what I could do to celebrate the occasion? I'm thinking about taking a trip. P.S. I don't drink alcohol. And hate sports, boy. Our work is cut out for us on this one. But other than that, I'm pretty much down for whatever. Thank you. Love you guys. Bing bong, bing bong, 
And I just want to put this out there for future listeners who decide to write us a letter. Uh, include how you'd like to be addressed in the letter and let us know if it's okay if we say uh, your name or not. In or this case, you, we were unclear. We yeah, in this case, we were unclear, so we didn't... Uh, we just played it safe, and we didn't mm-hmm. say some of his names. Some people like to remain anonymous. Yeah. So for this letter, um, we're just going to call you Gross 40-Year-Old. Gross 40. That's how we help. <laughs> uh, this is... The story of a girl. This is the story of 40. I like this letter because uh, I I am now... We are now 42. Oh, okay. uh, Keep it to yourself. Our 40th. You might be. Our 40th I'm was, 47. Ugh, I know. God, but, barf. but luckily, I look 62. <laughs> so that's 47. pretty cool. So that's what, what I got you, going for me. You keep yeah. buying baseball hats because you're like, it's got my birth year on. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. <laughs> hey. I'm that. Yeah. Maybe I should jump out of this letter. No, you're you very much in this because, letter. Because um, no, you should jump in. You want to know why? Because when you turned forty, the world was fun and normal. Yeah, that's right. What it did was you so do for your fortieth? Because ours was COVID, ours and was so over nothing Zoom. happened. On my fortieth birthday, I put Jesus on a cross. Ooh. That's how long it's been. You did a Stations <laughs> of the Cross. Uh, so. I, 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 was, I was in the middle of a divorce. Yeah, good, before, good right? start. Yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, let's let's skip that because that doesn't uh-huh. have anything to do with uh-huh. this person. I would say your twenties, you make mistakes. Yeah. Your thirties, you spend that time learning from them and kind of getting back on track. And, and I will tell you, 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 get really my, good at sex. My so good. And my forties have been easily the best decade. Is that this is all genuine? Yes, because you, you because that. you have you kind of know where you're headed at this point, yes. which is interesting because they make you go to college at eighteen and go, what are you going to do forever? Exactly. Nice try. Couldn't agree more. So in your forties, you figure that out. Also, you're yeah. older, but you still look good. And you and you. Do you think well, so? I stopped. Yeah, I stopped you trying so? it. For Him? Me. Yeah. Do you think Chad looks good? Him? I stopped trying it for <laughs> none you. of us want to answer. So, no, I know. <laughs> Him? That's how you get out of it. So you can find the show on Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod, which is all lowercase t h e p e n p a l s p o d. You can find host Rory Scovel on Twitter at all lowercase r o r y s c o v e l. Host Daniel Van Kirk can be found at all lowercase Daniel Van Kirk, that is D-A-N-I-E-L-V-A-N-K-I-R-K, and guest Chad Daniels can be found at all lowercase that Chad Daniels, lowercase T-H-A-T-C-H-A-D-D-A-N-I-E-L-S. And you can find the show's website at thepenpalspod.com, that is T-H-E-P-E-N-P-A-L-S-P-O-D.com. And there's another episode of Zuckatash in the past. Well, most of it anyway, there's still this part left. The part where I say that I hope you found something enjoyable in this presentation of curated content, handpicked specifically for you, the listener. It's the part where I urge you to check out my other content over at www.tysoncenter.com. And also, this show's archive at www.succotashshow.com, because after you leave us, I would hope that you would seek to spend more time with us in your future. You could wait until next week, when show 330 drops, most likely to be hosted by Mark Hershon, who is in no doubt, at this very moment, like actual now in my timeline, on the hunt for the content that he will undoubtedly bring you. So until next time I talk to you, be decent to each other, consider leaving a five-star review of our show, and if someone you know is in search of something to listen to that doesn't know where to start, won't you please pass the Sakatash? You've been listening to Sakatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, 
Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.